Welcome to Real Estate 2020, a podcast series hosted by the minds behind the Seabach team, Realty One Group's number one realty group, where Principal Jeff Seabach and partner Phil Sexton divulge the backstory where you find out what it's like to be in meetings with one of the top teams in the country selling over $150 million over the past 12 months. This this year it's funny. It is that it's hard to convert internet internet leads in today's world if you do not have a very good social and digital imprint of yourself, which means we got to get it has to be in our business plan. It reminds me to bring it back to real estate when you have a listing right and the seller calls and says um, we have nobody's seen the house so we don't have any feedback to go off of. What do we say to that? What is our response to that? Yeah, nobody coming to the house is feedback, right? It, to me, it reminds me of our internet narrative. If we have no narrative on the internet, that is our narrative, right? Like, we got to be actively trying to tell the world what we do different, what our unique selling Aaron, I got a seat on. right here for you, honey. Oh, I have to go show up. Okay, cool. All right. All right. Right? Same concept. No, no traffic, no narrative is a narrative. It's just not the one that we all want. <laughs> right. The interesting thing is that he said it differently because the next thing he said is, you got to be sexy. I'm not sexy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say you got to be Seabach. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I'm like, you got to be sexy. I'm like, hell, we've been going at it the wrong way all this time. We Dave, right run right in front here. here. We got one right there next to Hope. The, uh, yeah. We got to be up to date, right? That means quarterly updating your internet presence. We gotta be relevant. And then he said, we gotta be sexy. And I was like, damn, he said it again, right? Like, yes, because one thing that we've noticed this year is that in listing appointments, we're winning more than we ever had before. The conversation's getting easier and easier. And I'm just like, Magical, right? Like, I, I can feel it because I've been on a thousand listing appointments in the last six years. But I can feel the difference walking into the appointments that we're having today. That they look at me different. It's kind of when you meet a. You got more sexy. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. His internet narrative got more sexy. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. Same guy. Same. Like I've been I the same. I was the sexy people you would take. Exactly, exactly, because I'm not going alone anymore. We're winning more. Maybe, maybe. Good point. But I do like I do like one of the comments actually one of the things that I tweeted when I was sitting at the Zilla conference listening is one of the presenters there said, We all have other you know, back in the day they predicted this future of alter egos taking over. And he's like, We're kind of there now. Right, because we all have our in-person person, and then we all have our online person. Right? Is there who a difference? On, is there a difference on who you are on Facebook versus who you are in person? Yes. And now that we're spending more time on Facebook and on social networks and on YouTube and on videos and all these things, that personality is becoming an alter ego of our in-person personality, which is a fascinating thing that's happening in the world right now. It really is. But yeah. you get to write. The best part is, is you get to write who you want that person to be online. 
six foot two, right? <laughs> 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 I'm the <this> stall! Yep! <laughs> yep, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, exactly. All right, good deal. All right, so, um, what else did he say? Who are you on the internet? Who are you? Meaning, I mean, the first one we're going to go over is my story and why... I love that he said this is because my PENS acronym um, fits all of these things, right? We're already going this path. So uh, this is why I think we're one step ahead of them, right? They're just uh, trying to catch everybody up. All right. Let's, uh, ooh. Wait, wait, no, we got to go into the intro. Let's go to the intro. So the way that this is, is um, I'm going to be doing a speech in front of a couple hundred agents in a few weeks. Like, this is the pitch I'm going to give so that if you were just going to hear me talk, then this is kind of what it's going to this sound like. This is a free like. version that you this, don't have to pay for. Right, you don't have to pay for it. <laughs> exactly. Right, so... Um, put your hand in Morgan, the... we got one up top. Ooh, we got one yeah. up next to Hope. Right? Sorry. And then we'll all put our hands in the air. Right? So yeah, put your hands in the air. No, put your hands in the air if you don't like. Can you take a video of that? Right. If you don't like what oh, you wait, look. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Take I don't need it. I was kidding. I was kidding. I was just buying them time. Oh. Right. If you don't like what you look on video. Right. Anyone? Tell me your name. Jessica. Jessica. Right. So, do you you like what you look on, like on video? Awesome, good deal. So the one, right? Was there someone else that said they liked themselves? Aaron? Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> Abundantly <Yeah>. clear. <laughs> but for everybody else, right? So pay attention. And for those that raised their hand, this is how to improve it. So 52% um, of homes for buyers are now found on this device. Okay. Because this is where everybody is. And this conversation is to get you away from what you're used to is now gone. Meaning, I showed you the postcard this morning, but if you're relying on old methods to reach to people, you're going to get past. Okay? So consumers, meaning buyers, sellers, are choosing to get their content on demand is the reason why video in 2018, 2019, two, like 2020 is going to be the dominant way that we're going to reach our people. The fact that proves this more than anything is that YouTube, TV's had a good run, right? So TV is, I mean, it's hard because we're just used to the old mediums that we're reaching people, but YouTube in the coming months is going to pass TV as the choice for consumers to go to get their content. I mean, in total consumption, that's sick, right? But the reality is, is that we as real estate marketers are not there yet, but yet all of our consumers are, so it's a race to the internet to get better at it, and why I'm gonna be introducing you to this uh, conversation today about video. I mean, video has two benefits, two major benefits. One, the obvious one, the visual. Right? Like why video works is because everybody likes the video, but why it's going to continue to work and be even more powerful in the future 
is because of the second benefit, and that is the audio, right? Because we're in a busy world, it has two effects, meaning you can watch it, but then you can also listen to it. Because I listen to many podcasts or many uh, YouTube presentations as an audio cast or a podcast, right? So the beautiful thing and why I'm trying to convince you to do more of this is because it has both effects because we're seeing more stuff move away from a visual to an audio world, right? Like, has anyone seen the Google Home commercial, right? Like, this is where we're going. I'm here to discuss my video strategy with you because it, has, it is the core reason why we have grown a thousand percent over the last six years. The strategy is called PENS, right? So P-E-N-N-S. Um, we're going to write it across pens because it's better than snap, right? Um, we're going to go backwards, right? So I'm going to introduce it backwards, but that was the best. I mean, pens is a little easier to remember than snap. <laughs> so I'm going to introduce, I'm going to introduce to you, um, the 200 videos that you're going to shoot in 2018, 2019, and 2020. Yeah, I know. It's sick. Cause, <laughs> has anyone shot 200 videos this year? Uh, shot two. Anyone? Aaron. We, we yeah. have. I got yeah. two. I heard it too. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron gone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So let's get to the, the star of the show. Yeah. Okay, so the first one, the S is called storytelling. <laughs> Why does storytelling work? Is because people buy people. People buy people. And too often we're having a conversation with somebody that now we've met over the internet and we're not creating that, well, you, we call it a, a people business, but we're not relating to them where they want to be related to, which is on this device, not face to face to start. I mean, how often do you come a lead and they say, no, 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 don't talk. I want to go have coffee together first, and then we can figure out if we like each other. That doesn't happen, right? Like, we, yet, we're not, I mean, so storytelling. So, why does storytelling work? Or, let's see, I'm sorry. Why? Because people like people. Because people like people. Thanks, Sharon. That's why you're doing so well. <laughs> yes? Yes, exactly. So the key of storytelling is that it's not your bio. This is not your resume. So um, I didn't realize this, but I am a storyteller in everything that I do. But I, I didn't know how to say it, and I felt that uh, a lot of my stories follow this timeline. But when I learned that the top 20 films of all time, right, t highest ranking by volume in the U.S., all followed, uh, it's called a hero's journey. Well, so uh, the, the story framework goes like this. You've heard it before if you've been in this class, right? So the setup, the door opens, more time progresses, turning point complications, higher stakes, major setback, and then climax and aftermath. Now that's just, like, it's too hard, right? Like, that's just, like, way too much stuff, right? So we went and heard this girl in Vegas, and she shortened it in what I think was, was, was 
uh, her name was Kendra, Kendra Hall. She's out of Phoenix. But she said, normal, explosion, new normal. That is the best way to tell your story. Now, your story can be your uh, life story, which unfortunately, when we asked our class last time to do our life story, it was because the idea is to do it in two minutes. And we had the longest video goes to Ashley, right? She was at 13 minutes and 52 seconds. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, almost 17 minutes. She had three commercial breaks, though. <laughs> yeah, so we. Um, we have to simplify it. So here's an example of the story, and then we'll wrap up story time. This is uh, Phil Sexton. Um, Sexy. <laughs> Today, I like to consider myself a family man. My wife had been married for over 10 years. We got two boys, a dog, a mortgage. But I got started in real estate before all of this. People always ask me, where are you from? I like to answer, Scottsdale Osborne, because that's the hospital that I was born at. <laughs> But I grew up with my mom over in Southern California. And my dad lives here and owned a real estate company, but I never knew what that meant. I had no idea what that business was or what he did. Until one day in 2006, he called and offered me a job at, at his company. My girlfriend at the time and I packed up our stuff. We were living in LA and moved to Phoenix, Arizona. Agents would come up to me and they would say, hey Phil, text messages. Can you show me how to find those? Hey Phil, what's Twitter? Hey, Phil, what's this Facebook? And it turned into the best real estate marketing education that I had. Everything was going great. People started calling me the heir apparent of this real estate brokerage. We had between 750 and 1,000 agents while I was there. In 2011-ish, we sold the company, and this idea of taking over the family brokerage, gone, actually started to work for agents on the side to help them with their marketing. And that's when Jeff and I started working together. He hired me for 20 hours a week. And then three days later, we moved it to 40 hours a week. And then three months later, we became partners. 2012, that we did 25 million. 2016, we did 106 million. And in 2017, we're on pace to do 150 million. So it's been this fun ride, even though the path didn't work out the way that I originally thought. I feel like you're driving, and then I realize that you're just sitting still. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I did. Like, I'm waiting for him to get out of the car. <laughs> I got to my destination. <laughs> yeah, so minute 43. Um, we realized that it's... Uh, the idea is we're just trying to capture our audience and that we need to keep it simple, but yet tell our story, taking out all the ums. I mean, the reality is that he shot that in about an hour and a half? Yeah. Yeah. But right. I, the version you guys saw, anybody that saw that the first time we played it was different. Yeah. And I cut another 20 to 25 seconds out of it because as I saw other people watch it, I could see their attention go at times that... I thought was an important detail, even though it wasn't a turning point in the story, right? So you go back in and you hack out more stuff that actually didn't matter. Now it's under two minutes. Now it's under, yeah, exactly. So um, remember, the goal is that people buy people, and that you can tell a story about 
a buyer that you work with. It doesn't have to be your life story. It can just be how you help somebody through turmoil in a transaction. Either way, it can be equally as endearing as the story that we just watched. But the major point is that if you're not, you need to produce a story time video now, immediately. Like, what are you waiting for? It's just the life pass you by, but we don't want business to keep passing you by and you become a fading winner because you're not producing this stuff. So, um, keys, all right, so, all right, so there's five, five different videos that we're gonna cover. So right now I'm gonna talk about these key tips. So if you wanna write them down, please write them down. Now, I'm not gonna repeat them for each one, but it applies to each, each one. Okay, so first one, shoot from the hip. Only do one try. <laughs> just kidding, sorry, just wanna make sure you're all paying attention, right? Like don't, uh, yeah, all right. Practice! <laughs> Can I have you, Amy? I had you at shoot from the hip. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Good. <laughs> no, but we realize as we're helping people do story time videos, it's very clear that they're shooting from the hip. But the thing is, is, is this thing's gonna last for a while. It's gonna be on the internet. Don't worry though, because when the, you put it up immediately, no one's gonna watch it at first, right? So you'll have time to take it down and edit it after. So don't worry about that. So number one is practice, create a script, and cut out unused words. We've noticed this in lead groups is that we tend to speak with lots of unneeded words that are, well, I thought, and, 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 and stuff like that. Okay, number two, authentic is what we're looking for. We're looking for something that is and feels original, not something that, does that, I mean, obviously he's really good. That one looks a little more produced, but I mean, it's still, you know, you can tell with the kids falling over and, and driving in the car that it still feels pretty, would anyone say that didn't feel authentic? Is that pretty I, good? I got my own critiques is that there's too many cuts now. So now that you I... because your head goes like this? Yeah. <laughs> now that I've cut it down to a story that I want, I almost want to reshoot it because this has helped me script it. Yep. If that makes sense? Yeah. Like, a part of getting to a good one is to go to a bad one and hack it up and then redo it. Mm. But we'll call it rule of eight. I'll talk That's about that later at the end of the thing because <laughs> rule of eight is... is the most important thing is that it gets to the internet. The problem is, is that most people want to recreate it and edit it, and then, you know what, it never gets anywhere. So, all right, so the, uh, the fourth piece of advice for each video is light. Did we have three? You have three. Yeah. Practice authentic. I'm sorry, all right, the fourth one included shoot. Shoot from the hip. All right, that was, the, that one didn't count. So, yeah. Number three. Right. Two, Recap. One was one was practice. Two was authentic. Three was light. Fourth is color. Meaning that you should be wearing something colorful. Um, different contrast. Right. The brighter the colors, they show up way better on the internet than boring. Right. Like a light background with a contrasting color. But be pay attention to colors. Uh, five is less than one hour to shoot. The more you practice, spend more time practicing what you're going to say, then the shooting gets pretty easy. Meaning you're just going to shoot it a few times. You're going to shoot five or six versions, and then you're going to piece the thing together. And number six is keep it under two minutes in length.
Okay. Next, after S is niche videos. So, um, when we think of someone that has a niche, who, in the, who are the top agents in the Valley that we think has a niche? Okay, Helene Cass, right? Yep, Joanne Callaway, right? Um, I think of Bobby Lieb in the Central Corridor, yeah. right? So I think of Kenny Kloss where he's out there. But those are all neighborhood niches, right? But know, know that when you're shooting a niche video because you, you definitely – we're going to talk about neighborhood videos. But this is more of um, uh, style, right? 55 or older, right? So golf course communities. So – Historical districts, urban lofts, is what I think of more in, in a niche. Maybe you're a fix and flipper, right? Like that is your niche, whatever it is. Um, again, we're just trying to produce content in a different light than shooting just the story time video. We're just, because remember, our people are going to watch it because it's delivered on their device and that's where they're spending all their time. And then if you're not producing these videos, then you're not getting their attention because you're going to deliver it through Facebook and Instagram and they're going to watch it. All right, let's look at, uh, so uh, we went golf courses. Look at our niche. How's it going? My name's Ty with the Seabock Team of Realty One Group. We're out here today at Carolyn Golf Club. Let's go check it out. Located in North Scottsdale, this award-winning course is home to three nine-hole championship desert courses. This is a resort golf course that makes sure to give their guests the best experience possible. One of the many perks of this club is their shaded range. It allows you to hide in the sun during those hot sunny months. You will be given the luxury experience at this desert oasis with its friendly staff there to help you with anything you might need. From the course to the restaurant to even the staff, Everything here is high quality. If you'd like any more information on this course or any other course in the valley, please visit sibbach.com. We'll see you at the next one. Yeah. Too bad he moved to Texas because he was good. <laughs> okay. So, but the thing is, it's okay to start a niche tomorrow and create a video. And the next week, another one and another one and another one. Because you can delete videos once they're on the internet. You can erase it if, they, you know, if they're terrible. But the idea is trying to create your... What you want calls about is what your niche is. What do you want people to call you about? I mean, then when we were at the Inman conference... I know you don't like the word, but it's trying to create your brand. Okay. Yes. Try and create your brand. Fair enough. Fair enough. So... Um, these videos are meant to demonstrate an expertise. So in each of the categories that we're going to discuss, the idea is, does Ty, who's in our video, and it, obviously it's not me, so it could be someone else, and it could, so you can, have, you can pay a high school student or a college student to go shoot this and put it on your website, and you still get credit for it because that's where it's housed, but... You get the feeling that that person in the video knows a little bit more about that than you can get online, right? The idea is that you have to exceed what can be found in print online. So, um, it's, I mean, like you, you can't just read the brochure. You want to give a personal aspect 
I mean, we chose to have him go out to the golf course. I thought that the visual aid of him talking about those sunshades, like, I don't know that I would have got that feel that I did that was captured in that video. Um, okay, N, right? We started with Storytime S. We went to Niche. Now we go to the other N, which is Neighborhood Videos. So the... I think... Um, this is the biggest gap that we have between what consumers want in an agent and what agents deliver for their agent or for their for their buyers and sellers. Is the consumer wants someone that is a local area expert. Yet we're trying to always be further out, right? Like I'd like to teach people farm over sphere, meaning you work locally, because then that's when you can add the most amount of value. But any time that you could demonstrate specific, very, very, very specific detailed information about an area, you get credit for knowing everything about that area. Um, those that know me, maybe I'm not an Arcadia specialist, but we'll look at this. Arcadia great is it's it's great public schools starting with Hopi Elementary and Ingleside. Arcadia High School is the cornerstone but it's also super close to the top rated private schools such as Phoenix Country Day, Brophy, and Xavier. You cannot help but be drawn to this neighborhood because of the irrigated lots creating the grass-lined streets, an appeal that is found nowhere else in the valley, reminiscent of a Midwestern town in the middle of the desert. Hi, I'm Gilbert. I'm part of the CBOC team, one of the working agents here in Arcadia, and I call Arcadia home. This is in front of one of my favorite restaurants, Steak 44. Great food, and uh, don't be surprised if you run into some uh, professional sports personnel. It's a great area. People love this restaurant. They call it home. Arcadia is a highly sought-after area, and we'd love to find you the perfect home here. Arcadia is full of great nightlife and entertainment. We're here at one of Arcadia's most popular restaurants. Uh, the food is fabulous. Postino's. Actually, I'm here for happy hour. Looking for Phil. Is that not the best shot? <laughs> <laughs> Orange is a must visit when visiting Arcadia, or even if you're a local resident looking to walk or bike to a place to eat, whether it's for lunch, breakfast, or dinner. If you're looking for a tip, go with the vegetarian pizza. It's one of my favorites. quiet street in Arcadia, a typical street, except that this home was the home of the director of Jaws, Indiana Jones, Steven Spielberg. I mean, he directed E.T. You can even see it now as he rolled up on his bicycle with an alien in a basket. I mean, this is what we see throughout Arcadia is quiet streets, 
families playing outside. Obviously, a place that you'd like to call home. When you're looking for your next Arcadia home, or maybe looking to get out of your last Arcadia home and into the new one, visit SIBBACH.com. We're ready to help you with your next move. The goal with the, the neighborhood video is to put something out. You're trying to, to you know, attract more buyers and sellers. But the reality is, is that when you're researching, you learn more about the area than when they call off it, then you can have more knowledge. Because the reality is, is in creating these type of videos, you have to come up with this much content and this much makes it. But the beauty of it is, is that you learn that much more about the, right? Because I didn't know that in 1919 that uh, they created the, uh, what? Exactly. Yeah, no, they created the, the water because the, the river was coming down, right? They created the river, but they couldn't get water to the upper side of Arcadia. So they had it created the, uh, what's it called? Arcadia, I want to say dam district, but it's, no, irrigation, right, department. So, anyway. All right, so that's neighborhood videos. So, um, this is the thing, I mean, years ago, I created what was called a neighborhood tour um, because most of the people looking don't know this information, and it's hard to collect that. Why, when you can deliver it succinctly in a video, you can get a lot more credit for it. All right, let's go on to E, that's expertise. Um, when I talk about expertise, I hear agents talk on the phone a lot about, I hear them say that they're experts, I say that they help buyers and sellers, and they feel that they're special because of this, yet there's 50,000 agents out there and 10 years ago when you were talking to an individual and agents were a lot harder to find, but now when we're competing about against 10 or 20 people for every lead that we're talking to in an open house or an online lead, or even our friends because they're talking to seven people that they met on Zillow and yourself, that you need to develop a unique selling proposition. And that's what needs to be delivered in your expertise video. All right. so. Uh, this is what my expertise video looks like. Hey, so out in North Scottsdale off of Baker Drive. So we're in a gated North Scottsdale neighborhood and they had trouble selling this through another realtor. So what we realized is we may need to change a few things in the house to increase the value to drive more traffic. So look at that. We're painting the front door, right? Like, old, old front door, old hardware. Who would think that that would change the opinion of the buyer? And the biggest thing we did is we got rid of the square fence. Guess what? Buyers feel like they're in jail when there's a pool fence. Not always in the price range. The commission's in the $900,000 price range. That's a 500, 600 kind of expected, depending on the lot, how it's lot, the lot is laid out. But this is the second time we moved to prison, and we got, I mean, like, I'm hoping to sell this sucker fast. And we need to, I mean, the backyard 
is one of the most important features in maximizing value, and it has to be someone's oasis. And when, when there's a big group across my face, right, the way I move that, right, and unlock the value. So, uh, how many of you think? That's not that one sucks. Are you yeah. kidding me? Like, uh, the reason I'm showing this to you is we're just starting. We just started this this new line of videos. We're expertise videos. And that one's just kind of lumpy, right? Like, I don't love it, but it's still, like, you don't have to worry about it when you first start creating videos or lots of videos because no one's going to look at them. So get over it. Just start putting them out, right? And then later on, you can take down the ones that were, you know, that weren't that good. But the idea is that you're going to have to, the thing is, is they're still looking I'm, for you being the local expert. And that's what this style of video delivers for you. Okay. Uh, lastly is P, property videos. I think this is probably the most common form of video that we're creating now, but I think that we forget in lead conversion, especially everybody in this room, that when you talk to somebody and then within 24 hours, you send them a video about the house that they talked about. And that you, because you get a chance in a property video to show that there's something beyond what is on the internet already and the actual property, because that's the difference in creating sales and not creating sales. But yet we lose that. When we talk to leads, we we let them only have the information that they can find online and realizing that we don't win when that happens. When we don't demonstrate that we have more knowledge. When you're out here, you get seconds that are so pressure to pressure. Uh, precious. Precious. Y'all knew. Good. So, so precious that you can, because that's you talking. It's you, the expert. You're there, and now you get to point out things that they couldn't find. That's called value, right? That is called value. So, uh, showcase an area around the property, 3D tours. Let's give you an idea of what one looks like. Simple. So just the outside? Just, uh, I, I mean, usually we, I, whenever you see property videos, everybody thinks about the inside, mm -hmm. right? Because that's natural, because it's easier. This is for us selling a house, so it's a, just a different look at property videos. I think looking at houses inside is so freaking boring that, you know, only the person that gets them is going to find them very appealing. Um, okay, so let's wrap up the video section, right? So why in 2008 is this so this important? Um, uh, let's see, where's my notes? Okay, all right, so I'm gonna give you the key, uh, a few more keys and actually how to take the video this time. The, the keys I gave you up front were preparing to shoot the video, and now this is how to actually execute the video. So, 
write down what you want to cover, meaning the key points that you want to talk about inside the video. Pick a good background. That's number two. Number three, cut out the ums. Number four, send it to a friend that's going to be critical. And number five, don't be frustrated, expect to fail, improve, and shoot it again. What's that? Repeat it. Repeat those again? Yeah. All right, so step one, write down what you want to achieve in the video. Right, like what do you want to talk about? Two, pick a, an interesting background. As you saw displayed in most of those, interesting backgrounds help keep the people longer versus when behind you is this wall, right? That's very boring. The reality is, is you're really not that interesting, I'm not that interesting, but when you have more exciting backgrounds, it helps you in videos a lot. Number three was cut out the ums, because you're gonna say shit that shouldn't be on video, right? Like, you just gotta cut it out. Uh, number four, send it to someone that's critical, not to, I mean, it's just like when you ask a seller, nobody's been over my house, everybody loves it. Yeah, because they're called your friends. Right, let's, let's talk to people that will give you actual feedback. What was that? Yeah. Your kids. Yeah. 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 Step five, don't be frustrated. Okay, cool. On with the show. Any questions? About pens or videos or... It's hard to think that this is what we're going to have to do to be successful over the next three to five years. Okay, cool. All right. So, back to lead conversion. Right, so there's four phases of lead conversion. Um, I guess we'll start with this, right? Oh, we got to do the sales for today. I apologize. All right. So, hey, we got, all right, so uh, another month has ended. Right now we're 10 months in. Um, the question I have for each of you sitting in the audience today is, is, what are you doing to create consistency that you're going to get next year? I mean, the, the things that I came up with are we got to have leads, we got to have calls, and we got to have conversions. Um, so who do, did it best this week? Uh, do, we, do we go from top five? Uh, I guess we can that. Let's go to the sheet, right? So, are you talking uh, sales or are you talking dev report? We're going to do sales, right? So let's go with... Uh, so... Uh, when I come to you, you're going to give us the, if you had more than one sale, you're going to talk about one. Again, we want to talk about lead source or lead conversion only, not about how you got them through the Binzer process or, you know, you found the house. That's not what we need to work on. We need to find, we need to know where to get better leads and then how to convert them. We'll start with Elise Faye. So Elise had, uh, she's in the top five again this month. She did, uh... 1.482. You had five sales, at least. I think wow. you had the most sales in the month. Good job, Elise. Yeah, cool. Tell us. This. Why? Bring them to the new homes. 
why did I? Yeah. Well, because I, I went out there and I, I became, quote unquote, an expert on the new homes. And so I always offered it as an option. Niche. And, get, and took them on the new home tour. New home tour. There you go. Awesome. So I think I'm probably going to close six this year on that. That's a lot. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's good. You take on a new home tour involves signing them in at how many communities? <laughs> <laughs> and some online, because now a lot of them like do it online. Yeah. Yeah. They so do? More, oh, they're a lot more friendly to realtors. Wow. So tell so them if you register. Oh, Zillow, one past client, the second one is a Zillow lead, the third one is a CBOC lead, the fourth one was a referral, and then I had a new one. Awesome. Good deal. Uh, so Al- Alex had two sales for 785. Is Alex here? Yeah. Give both, us, uh, let's. Both, both yeah. Let's talk about Lieberman, I guess. And Lieberman was an open house visitor yeah. for me for a house in North Scottsdale two years, years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three years ago. Um, for those that are new to the team, right, when we get it. Is anyone delivering their open house packet within 24 hours every time? Nice. Yes, Jay. Yeah. Yes. Right? So they came. We had a great conversation. But the key in lead conversion for the next 50 years is going to be what you do after the lead. We're going to listen to a great conversation by our top agent this month, Shauna Hooker. But it's in learning to convert more leads, we have to... It's what we do after the conversation. And in this case, we delivered them a packet. And that led to an open house lead conversion. All right. Uh, Share Bear 1. Yeah. Seabach. Seabach lead. So when did you start talking to them? Uh, early in the first quarter of this year. We had written a contract in June and then canceled it. It was, uh, you know, port sale and then stayed with them through the summer and so it was a it was a this year lead. All right, because what we what we've learned is that eighty percent of our conversions are leads that came into our pipeline prior to this year. Because we're going to do a little bit something different with lead groups after we get through. It was a sign call. Nice, awesome. EE's not here. She had two sales, seven hundred thousand. Vicky S two sales, four eighty five. You got a story for us? Um, the one um. Let me think. One was an open house. Uh, Your open house? My open house on one of my listings that I When did you meet them? I met them over a year ago. Nice. And uh, she wasn't ready to buy, so that was the first one. And uh, we actually put in a couple contracts before we found that one. She lost a couple things. And then the second one is a referral from one of my past clients boyfriend's daughter. Nice. So. Perfect. Good job. Who's next, Phil? Uh, Gina. Gina. Yes. Seller lead, huh, Gina? Yeah. I, the, the agent that listed this house first that Gina and I sold, um, that was a internet lead, a seller lead. Um, the lead, uh, the agent listed it for six what did it sell for? Five ninety four. Listed it for seven twenty five. Yeah, right. The I know he bought it actually new build. He bought it for six forty five. But 
unfortunately, he bought one of those lots where the builders charge a premium for the yeah. lot, yeah. but it had uh, road noise from Shea. Mm -hmm. How do we, I mean, we, to me, road noise is a, is a you, we shouldn't be paying premiums for road noise, right? We should be getting a discount for road noise. But the, it's the difference in learning that when people buy new, they get over certain objections because of the fact that they get to pick everything out that's perfect. So if we get to pick out everything perfect except for the lot, we can accept a, a worse lot. It's why people end up next to roads and new home subdivisions and all that stuff. But it, it's crazy that uh, one year later, the house was worth 10% less in a new home. Kind of. Yeah, he transferred his job, so he wanted to get top, top dollar. And finally, we convinced him to just take count his losses because, you know, he was either going to continue to pay every month, you know, the mortgage and everything, he got away. But this is the value of pricing it better because I believe that if they were, if she would have came out and priced it at six fifty, they could have, he could have got a number that's higher. But once it had been listed for hundred and eighty days when we took it over, now the offers come in lower. People think they have to get a deal. If you ever, um, this is the story that we have to tell as we're converting more seller leads. That why when it's priced wrong, they get less. This is the story that we need to tell, right? Because. It should not have been that much, but as it sat on the internet, we took it over at 180 days and it hadn't sell. And now I had to convince him because he was listed at, I think six, seven twelve. You know, I had a hard time getting him from seven twelve to where we started at six ninety five. Where did we start at? Seven hundred. Seven hundred. Yeah, seven hundred. Because he was at seven twelve. Because it's it's hard to because. That first realtor convinced him as well as because he thought that 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 was the value of his house, even though he had brought he had bought it earlier at six fifty. I mean that's a tough pill to swallow, but that is the the truth of overpricing properties that it leads to a lower sale. People don't believe that they think that oh we'll get there, but it's just like anytime anything sits on a shelf anywhere, then people have to get a deal to buy it. So uh, who's next, Jim? Jimmy, two, two sales. Once a referral from somebody I sold last year, a friend of mine. Past college, client referral. And the other one's just a, a girl I met in the bar that I've kept in touch with. Nice. Because you were a because you were a bartender. Because he was a bartender. Okay. Yes. For those in the back row, was from a girl he met in a bar that he kept in touch with. It doesn't sound great because I'm married. Yes. I've got a beautiful daughter. I attended bar forever, and that's how I met them. Is Eileen here? I didn't see Eileen. No. Okay. She she had a sale. So Gilbert, three sales for one three. Oh yeah! Wow, well, well done. Uh, Gilbert's goal for the year was to sell a house a month. This caught you up, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one three. You got a story for us? Uh, which one? I don't know. Give us a client at the buyer side on Gina's, which was the buyer from hell. Um, another one. But was that a what was the lead? Right. So lead was sign call. Sign call. Nice. Awesome. We're converting more signs. That speed to lead is all about sign calls. So we double-sided that one. We sold the house. Good job. Uh, top one on there is Verdicts. Uh, I actually found them previewing the home next door, and the wife was outside. We just had it.
He said he was previewing, right? The value of previewing. He was previewing homes in the neighborhood for a different buyer. And then he told the wife that you were previewing. And she said, oh, we're looking to sell. And um, we went on this listing appointment together. This guy hated me. Honestly, he didn't like me at all. He actually made Gilbert fire me off the listing so that he could sell the house for the value that I told him. It, what I, I told him 250 he would sell it for. Gilbert only got him 247 <laughs> No, but he started high too. But the thing is, is when properties start high, because he would not, I mean... Did he call me a son of a bitch? What did he call me? <laughs> what did you do this Putting it nicely? Yes. That's all guess. That's all right down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 284. 284. Right? Like the thing is, is the hardest thing in converting seller leads is getting them to list at value. It is the hardest thing because my rule is 10% in general that I believe that sellers think their house is worth at least 10% more than the actual value of their house. But this is why we lose a lot is because other agents will start much higher. Yeah, and the reason he picked that price was there was a house listed similar to his at that price and he thought his was better. So he wouldn't budge. Right, but it had a pool and it didn't back to the commercial building. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right, so Morgan, new build. Right? Is yeah. that a new build? Past client? Internet? No. Yeah. But still, but the, the odd thing is, is what we're seeing with our internet leads is even people that have my direct dial cell phone number is that they're not calling me, right? Like this is why we're see fading winners is we believe that people are going to call us. No, they went searching online. Fortunately, we sent them a piece of marketing, something like this. Uh, this is a newsletter that we've sent out. Um, I just have different examples if anyone wants to look at them after class. But they went to the internet. They were shopping online on our site, meaning the better online site that you have, when they go there and find you, they'll shop there. The goal of an internet site is to keep them on your site by adding videos. Right, stuff that they can look out and search for. Great job, Morgan. That was my HQ. Like Hawaii. Hey. Scott, new home. What was the lead source? Open house, yep. So again, right, we certain two major themes here, uh, internet or open house. So if you're not calling your internet leads or going to open houses, how are you going to convert leads? Uh, and then to our October 2017 Top Agent of the Month by volume, Shauna Hooker. Yeah! <laughs> Your name is already on the freaking trophy. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. So, um, how about... What's a, what's a lead conversion story out of the three, the, was it four you closed, Sean? I don't know. That's not important. Yeah. Yes, it is important. To her. She doesn't remember that it's not important. Tell us a story about one of the leads. Lead conversion. How about this one here? What was the lead source for this guy? 
Michigan, Michigan Avenue, Right. What Phil was pointing out is that we see a lot of people get leads, but they choose not to set them up on an e-alert. She was telling the story that she set them up on an e-alert and then a few years later they responded. I mean, this is a common thing that we, like one of the things that, I don't know, I didn't realize, I can only think of about it, is eating shit. But the, the years back, I know, right? Like a horrible thing. It's Gary V, right? Like eating shit. But I had, in, in 2000. Six. It's a good thing from Gary. No, in 2006, when my business was starting to decline and I was creating internet leads, I had asked my wife, because she was taking care of our two little kids, to set up every single lead no matter what. Because, I mean, my wife is religious about if she When she starts doing something, she'll do it forever until you tell her to stop doing it. Um, amazing. But I asked her to set up every single lead. And then for the next seven years... She set up every single lead, CBOX safe searches on the internet, and that led to tons of business for me in the future just because I decided versus, because sometimes when you talk to a lead, you're like, oh, I don't know if I should set them up. Like that is a huge mistake is because we don't know how much this can pay off in the future. All right. Um, and we're going to do a photo. Clay, did you have one? No, no, down. That's, that's his total for, yeah, uh, just go up. October up to this October to north. Right, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, that's the... it. yeah, Clay had one in October. It just closed on October 31st. It was oh. an open house. Yeah. Hey. Did I <laughs> tell us a story? Well, was this the lead? Yeah, this is the lead. Oh. Open house lead. I, I'd been sitting in open houses and then I joined the Seabock team and they said, you know, view the properties around, and I actually got an argument with the guy, and I won the argument by golly. And the next day, he called me and says, "I want you to put an offer in on another house around the corner." And I said, "Okay, we can do that." Clay used the strategy of when you're going to sit in an open house, you go look at all of the active inventory. Is that yes. what you just said? That's right. He went and looked at all the active inventory before he went and sat in that open house, and because he had that knowledge. When the buyer came in, the conversation changed because he had that knowledge and got an argument with the guy, but either way, got the sale, right? Like, I mean, the thing is, is because it was trust, rapport, and respect. It was created because he had knowledge that they didn't have and they debated it, but it was memorable enough that they wanted to give him the business. Awesome. Nice. Great job, bud. Thank you. Anyone else that I missed the sale on that had a sale in October? Cool. All right. Well, that's why we're going to have the next conversation. So the reality is, is that we're not converting enough leads. So we're going to change the, the rules a little bit to um, help you succeed faster because we're still seeing way too much sitting and not, right? So, all right, I got a question for each of you. So we're going to start where you're going to do. Everybody's going to raise their hand and then I'm going to ask you how many hours a week do you spend, this is the one I want you to video, 
So how many <laughs> wait, 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 wait. The video needs to include the question. Yeah, okay. Let me know when you're ready. I am almost a second. Yes. Hold on, now I did up. Yeah. <laughs> Go HD. Go HD. Yeah. Okay, so the question is, is how many hours a week are you spending calling your leads, your sphere, your open house leads, right? So we're going to start with everybody raising their hand. And then when I give you a category, you're going to take it down, right? So everybody raise their hand. Okay. So who spends less than two hours a week calling their leads? Okay. All right. Who spent... If you, if you call more than two hours, keep it up. If you call more than two hours, keep it up. All right. If you call more than three hours, keep it up. If you spend each week, you spend more than four hours calling the leads, keep it up. Okay. If this week you, you called more than five hours, keep it up. Okay. If you called more than six hours, keep it up. Yes. Seven hours? Between six and seven. Wow, yeah, right? I mean, this is the core reason why we're, I mean, there's nothing more important to this. Like, what we're seeing is we're seeing lots of people not selling houses. And that we're going to, so we're going to kind of introduce a few things to try and help you. My goal is this week is I just want you to call one more hour than last week. I don't realize that you're going to do I, I'm not looking for a massive change. I just want you to try and add one extra hour. So, Mark, a few weeks ago, yep. you said you were going to start calling your lead, your past friends and family. How has that worked out? Well, uh, in the last two weeks, I've had a lot going on, so I haven't revisited, but I'm trying to finish my the next, I think I already made 300 calls in one week. That took about 15 to 20 hours, but there's a lot of database stuff. I'm, I'm trying to get their property address if they own an address. That way I can put them on the mailing database after I talk to them. So there's a lot that goes into it other than that. But I think I have eight buyers that are going to buy in the next uh, 18 months after calling 300 people. And three people who said, oh, I wish you had called me a couple months ago. We are in escrow right now. And I'm like, fuck. That just made me think. I have 2,700 people to call. Like, let's, let's get on it because... The longer I wait, the longer those number of escrows. I wish you would have called a couple months earlier. It's going to go. Uh, I think it's important that it comes from me. What did you say, Morgan? Hire somebody for that initial call. Well, he feels it's important. Hey, I'm... I agree with Mark. I, I like to call, too, but if you're losing out on some of that... Because my, my process is to call if they answer, then I talk to them. If not, I leave a voicemail. I follow up with the video that I made for class that kind of transitions icon sports and real estate, and then put them into my database and start mailing the database. And cool. I like the process. Like hey, people. I'm just like that you're, you've committed time. So one of the changes that we're going to make is um, because the story that I told for with Vicky was one that we're seeing a lot is we're not reaching the leads but it's not because the leads are bad. It's just that they're not going to be, you're not going to call them once or call them twice and they're going to um, jump, in the boat. jump in the boat. Right? We see the, you know, the leads at a, at a rate of about 1% of the leads call you back and they love you and you're the best. And um, so in the, in the we're going to, re- if you don't come to lead groups, your leads are going to be paused because 
so far we've only seen, we haven't seen everybody participate. Now we allow you to choose lots of different times, meaning there's going to be uh, six times that you could choose. I mean, if you're on vacation, that's fine if you're gone for the entire week. But, and I'm going to add two, uh, I think we're going to add two extra nights called call nights, which will be, it's going to be either four to six or five to seven, where we have to try and get on this a little more because we have to, uh, we have to call the leads, right? They're, they're just not going to call us back. So the other thing that we're going to do is we're going to institute the, uh, ment- it's about week three, so we're going to push the mentor-mentee agreements for agents that are, uh, have a lot of leads in their pipeline but are not calling them because we just haven't seen the conversion. I mean, we're, I'm hoping that we're going to we're get each of you to average three deals a month. But we're seeing agents that haven't converted a lead in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. So it's only, it's not that the leads are bad because we're hearing the conversations. I mean, um, we're going to listen to Shauna's conversation and start in the beginning of it. Because Shauna has a very, I want to say, as strong as a commanding presence on a phone call that we see, right? I wouldn't limit it to a phone call, Jeff. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I mean that in a wonderful way. (laughs) Right. And this is typical CBOC. You're like, oh, look, Shauna, here's your huge trophy. Now, before we get to that, (laughs) (laughs) our goal is to make you great. Real if you wonder if CBOC can survive Hey, uh, Isaac, is uh, Jeff in? I'm sorry, Jeff. Currently unavailable here from the other fire side. Uh, I, I'm uh, looking to be a buyer. He sends me emails and such. I've spoken with him in the past. So I was just checking. Is the 9455 East Ironwood uh, still available in Scottsdale? No. Um, I can't really answer that, but I can uh, you over to the agent if you can. Okay. Sure. Thank you. This is, and Sean does a good job of it, is you're, remember a few weeks ago I told you one of the most important skills is that you need to be able to find the property because the longer it takes for you, so you need to practice that skill, but the, let's, so we're at the one. Well, I, tw- let me point out something that Isaac had me on a sheet, this was the first time I'd done this, that was the coming soon, and I, and I was having trouble on your computer getting off of that and onto MLS to be able to actually pull up the address is what I wanted to do. Awesome. It is, it is difficult. Were you in the office at this time? Yeah. It's hard because when you're in the office, they, they could be calling about coming soon Zillow properties because we have, you know, 16 of those now. We have pre-list. We have, I mean, there's just a, a lot of things. It's not just 
look it up on MLS because I don't know if this one was on MLS or not. And they don't tell you, so that's the challenge of where do you look first. Yes, Ryan. Could you ask them during that time period, while I'm looking that up, can I just get a quick cell phone in case we just get, get disconnected and just buy a little time? You could, but the thing is, is you can't write while you're typing. Yeah, but she buys time here. Let's, let's listen. She, she already bought, bought time by saying we got 50 properties coming soon. Right. We're about to live there. Whereabouts do you live, Larry? I live in uh, Bayside, California. It's between Eureka and Arcadia. But I think I think that it's better to go to where do you live than to ask of her cell phone at that point because you're still diligently trying to look this house up while you're on the internet. That's not easy. You're scrambling in my. Uh, I mean, the last time we had me on the phone, it took me about what two and a half minutes to find the okay. house. Oh, ten. Good. <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah, I was in San Diego State. Oh, nice. The party capital, capital of San Diego. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so I have a sit in front of me. What questions do you have? Pause, right. So a minute and 20 seconds, right? So that, but remember, that's each of you, you, is that that's this reality is, is that if she, if we can find it faster, we can cut it down. We're talking sooner. Now, she leads into a 12 minute call. So let's listen to what that well, says. I was Checking to see if one of it was available. It's you know. available. It is. Okay. It's beautiful too. Yeah, I know. It kind of um, it shows well um, from pictures, uh -huh. um, which generally that's not always the case. So if it shows well for pictures, it's sometimes a pretty nice property. Um, can you tell me about where that's located? Absolutely. So, how familiar are you with Scottsdale? Pause. Right? Great question. Well, absolutely. Right? Because the thing is, is too often we hear people that are, they want to start telling them versus knowing where that I'm, person, I'm what is their experience? Pretty familiar uh, on the basis that, I mean, I spent a lot of time around the, um, the Kierland area and okay. uh, North Scottsdale out by Joe Max, a buddy of mine lives out there. Okay, so um, this one on Ironwood is... Okay, this one's located in D.C. Ranch. Then you'll know, if you know Greyhawk, you'll know where D.C. Ranch is. Okay, yep, I know where D.C. Ranch is. Okay. So it's inside D.C. Ranch? Yes. Yep. Okay. And it was built in 2005. It's okay. a Hall. I don't know if that rings a bell to you. Uh, no, I don't know of them. So when are you I mean, her certainty is outstanding in the delivery of that, right? Like, meaning that she takes control of the, of the conversation. Go ahead. Well, I'm looking, uh, I got a buddy flying in here on 17 from there that lives off of Joe Mac. Okay. So I might try to come out there sooner to check this out, so. That's yeah, just let me know. All right, I want to pull up Boomtown. So what it is is, and this is where I think all of us need to improve, is because he just said, I think I'm going to fly in to see it. He's serious. Does anyone think it's a good lead? No. <laughs> You're like, where's my leads like that? Yeah, actually, they're, they're, they're out there. They're looking. But the, what happens, I mean, she does a great job extending the conversation. Her personalization with the lead and what did you call it yesterday? Her... Ability to connect with them? Is yes. Clean. Right. Is as good as anybody in the room. And I'm not going to go on and show that. But honestly, we know why she's successful because she is good at building rapport in the conversation. But why 
uh, or how I'm going to help her improve here as well as each of you is unfortunately that is our goal on the conversation, but we're going to lose if we do that, right? Matt McCormick, you experienced the same thing a, a few months back, right? Where you talked to lead and you had them, but we're not at this point going out and seeing that property and sending them a video of that, like to me. So that was on October 18th, right? So then we've sent some emails. Did you, did you send them a video of that house? No. Have you been to that house? No. Okay, at what point do you go to that house? Well, he was supposed to be in town the following Tuesday, so I was going to set up, I set up a search for him, I was going to um, pull the property, meet with him, show him some other stuff along with that house, and just kind of take it like I normally do. But his, his trip got, trans, got um, postponed, and now he's coming in December. I sent him an email four or five days ago, he responded back, and um, so I'm just staying in touch with him and nurturing. Right, and I think that that's part of this conversation right here is how you stay in touch and nurture people determines whether they call you when they come to town or not, right? Matt, did you have one that came to town that you were nurturing and they didn't call you and they bought it, they went with somebody else? No, she hasn't bought it. But they went out with somebody else? Well, yeah, she claims she has Ah, she okay. just didn't call you when she was in town. Okay, so we've seen it before, and I don't know, we don't yeah, need to raise our hands in here, right? But it's, you're talking to a lead and everything's good, you're coming on that day, and then they go dark. Every, where are they? Yeah. They're no longer. They're no longer talking to you, right? And because we see that over and over again, we're the action that we see with you and Larry right now is could could turn to that. And so we got to try to use I hate the word, but guilt to owe them to us, right? And the way that we guilt people into working with us is by giving them lots of love, giving them lots of attention, and going out. Phil, so emails aren't love. I mean, like, proof that you're show out of your work. chair, show your work, exactly. Out of the chair, go to the house, go to the other house that's five bedrooms, three and a half bath, in D.C. Ranch, that's the best one of those. But to be sure, this is the difference that we think that right. instead of you doing 15 or 20 million, is you doing 40 or 50 million next year, is that we're leaving it to chance. This lead is gonna buy a house. Let's say out of 10 of them, four of them buy. But a pretty good lead in that we have to, when we hang up that conversation, drive out and see that house within 24 hours, send a video, and then also send other options that are new to the market that you went out and previewed to ensure that you win. If you don't do that, you're risking him. Like We, we hope that he calls us. But what we've seen over time is that this person, if we don't, if we just have that great conversation and we don't do the uh, previewing and texting different options, they find someone else that they meet someone else online. Because the problem is, is that this guy's gonna talk to ten of you, but the agent that starts sending properties is gonna be the one that's gonna he's gonna meet with when he comes in town. Now we don't know, this one could work out. But what we've seen over time is that unfortunately, we get super secure because you had an awesome conversation. This guy loved you, you were awesome. But then, you know, it's just like dating, right? You go out, you have a great dinner, and then you don't get, you know, but you don't get flowers the next day, you don't get a card, you don't drop by, you know, he doesn't drop by work, right? Like they don't, you know, oh, you get an, e you get an email, right? You get an email, right? Like. This is where we want to change this for each of you in the room, right? So, Vicky, what did you do for the guy in, in D.C. Ranch? Or no, Troon, was he looking? 
Did you go look at a property for him? Um, I haven't taken a property yet. Right, why? Right, like this is my huge question. I don't get it. Why we're not selling houses is because we're not giving any effort. Like this is a lead. This is, these are good leads, but you have to get out and go see the house and send them a video of the house or you're gonna lose. It's clear because we only had 14 agents and the team sell houses in the month, right? Like, what are we waiting for? I'm gonna point out Terry Wagner because she had a great story, right? Like, so you met a person at... I went, I went to a house and I had a, um, a person come in that was wanting to, they wanted to list their house and turns out they had so I showed them that I know all about Encore, so Jennifer and I went out and listened to the house. Um, I had a buyer that was interested in that house. She came and looked at it, but the family room was too small. Beautifully on the golf course. And she's trying to talk herself into this, that she really wanted a bigger house. Because I know Encore, I knew which floor plan she wanted. So before my open house the next day, I walked the neighborhood on the golf course side, and I went to every single, in all the buildings, I know which unit has that floor plan, and I went and rang all those doorbells. But the difference is she got out and went looking for that person. That's called finding a home. And that's the piece that we're missing, is that we think that emailing properties gets it done. It's why we're not selling more houses. Continue. So I found, I left a card, my card, and I wrote my little story on the back of my business card and put it on a screen door. Um, on Friday, somebody called me and said she thought it was a joke, but she realizes now it's not. And so I went and previewed it yesterday. It's a beautiful home. So that was one thing, and then I had another guy come through my open house, and he said his name was Terry, and I said, my name's Terry too, I bet you spell yours with a Y, so we were joking back and forth, and he really loved the house, and I said, he said, I wonder what mine's worth, and I said, well, write your information down, I'll figure it out for you, and he said, oh, I don't give any of my private information. I said, well, how am I going to find out, you know, which one he lives in on for? How am I going to find out which one you are to give you this information? He'll know me not to go back to the gate. So I spent the next day, like an hour, two hours, looking for, I knew his name was Terry, I looked in the tax records, I looked in the MLS for a sale in his name, nothing. And so last Tuesday, I was getting ready for the meeting, I thought, I got, I, I felt like the prince with Cinderella's glass slipper, I had to find this guy at no, whatever it cost. So after the meeting, I walked the other side of the neighborhood, and he said to the left of the gate, I didn't know if that was going out or coming in. So I walked both sides of the gate, and I went up and down, and I, I was just about ready to give up, and there was one more building that was across, around the corner from the gate, and I thought, that's probably not here, but I'll just, I'll just do it. So I rang the doorbell, and lo and behold, this little old gray-haired man named Terry answered the door. And so he's like, come on in. So we, I went in, and he told me that he wants to sell, so that's one transaction. He wants to buy a $1.4 million house up to he told me that the lady upstairs wants to buy too, or sell her house, and so. And move in with him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get over the fact that I walked all of the neighborhood. He laughed when I told him, You said it was to the left of the gate. You know, I didn't know going in or going out. So he's like, I just can't believe that you walked the whole neighborhood and, and you know, found me. Right. Great job. And Shawnee, you need to come up. We need to take a picture. But the thing is, is. We have them here. We looked up the house in MLS. Where we're losing them is schedule time to see it. Get in the car. Go to the house without them. And like you have to demonstrate effort. The leads aren't going to jump in the boat.
Like we have, like this may it, that conversation she had worked years ago. But the problem is, is they're they're on Zillow every day. They're on Instagram. They're on Facebook, and someone else is beating us out while we're comforted in our chair. So, um, well, with that said, you ought, you had an awesome month. Come up and get your trophy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but she also put a house. She also, I mean, a two point two million dollar house under escrow. I mean, it's not that she's not great. It's just how do we get better and how do we convert more internet leads? So, uh, great job, Sean. And this is the you want me to have the jacket on where we all stand up? Yeah, we're going to get our... Oh, they were disgusting. We're getting in the middle. All right. Two rows or one? Two rows. Two rows. All right. Follow. All right. Do you remember the number, Jeff, or do you need me to put it on the screen? What's that? Her number. With five sales and $2.3 million, Shauna Hooker, the number one agent for the Seabock team, October 2017. Hang in with a hooker. Great job. All right. Uh, happy Tuesday. Thanks for listening to this edition of Real Estate 2020, a series by Seabock Team, Realty One Group's number one real estate team. Make sure you stay up to date by following us on soundcloud.com forward slash real estate 2020. That's the number 20 and number 20 again. You can also follow Seabock for more tools, resources, information, and so much more at seabock.com. That's S-I-B-B-A-C-H.com and TooManyListings.com, as well as follow us on all major social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and lastly, make sure you review us on SoundCloud to share with your friends and stay up to date for the latest episodes for Real Estate 2020. We'll see you next time.